Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also coming to you on Sirius XM. I'm Nick Eber. It is great to be with you. Uh, so much going on in the world of football. You almost can't sort of keep it together. Um, it is really, really interesting what's going on with the situation with Russia and Ukraine and what the knock-on effect is in terms of the Premier League. A couple of pieces of news we're going to talk about after the break. I am going to focus in on this show on a piece that was written by Simon Jordan, uh, who is, amongst other things, a former manager of Crystal Palace, uh, talking about Roman Abramovich's uh, um, ownership of Chelsea Football Club, and he says it's one of the worst things ever to happen to English football. So I want to talk about Simon Jordan's position on this, give you my position on this, and um, love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com, forward slash World Soccer Radio. Um, I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, and then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. I would love to hear from you. Big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. And if you're listening on one of our digital channels, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning SiriusXM app, uh, welcome to the show. And you can catch the show as soon as it's over on our podcast network if you miss any of it. Uh, go to the Believe B-L-E-A-V network or anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, <coughs> Spotify. You can get it there. Just search World Soccer Radio. So that's a little bit of the housekeeping. We do have a lot to get to. Champions League, obviously, this week. This is a Champions League week. We're going to talk about the Champions League and what it means. Huge, huge, huge issues at PSG. Let's talk about that. Uh, as PSG look to potentially kind of come apart at the conclusion of the World Cup. So much to get to. Once again, Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Need to hear from you about all of these stories. Um, just announced the Premier League suspending its broadcast deal with Russia which is very interesting because the Chinese government recently suspended Premier League broadcasts inside of China because of the in-stadium statements of solidarity with Ukraine. Fascinating stuff, football and politics. So they say they're supposed to be separated, but you know they're not. We'll be right back after this, World Soccer Radio. All right, welcome back, World Soccer Radio. And with COVID, still a thing, still a big thing that's killing a lot of people, but not the focus of our singular focus of our attention anymore these days. All the sports leagues have been roaring back. Of course, we just had the Super Bowl back in, when was it, February? So the NFL and gridiron football kind of receded in our mind. Basketball's going on full steam, though. Both pro and college hoops going on, as well as hockey. And for all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, and whatever you need, all the way to where the next fired coach is going to land, 
Bet Online is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% bonus, 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Just use promo code BLEAV to get started, folks. That is like winning immediately. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, all the way to all of the football. I'm not talking gridiron football. I'm talking the global football that you might want, whether it's the Premier League, Liga, Serie A, La Liga, the Bundesliga, Major League Soccer, the Champions League, the Europa League, all the FIFA tournaments. And of course, we have a World Cup coming up. Bet Online is it, as well as they have your favorite Vegas casino games as well. Bet Online, your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Once again, head over to the website. Head over to the website, betonline.com. Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use a promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, promo code BELIEVE. And I think I might have given you, uh, it's betonline.ag, you'll excuse me, betonline.ag. All right, we are presented by BetOnline. Speaking of betting online, um, I didn't actually have a chance yet to go through my weekend Premier League picks with you, because, uh, of course, the Premier League long over for the weekend, and... Um, kind of look at how I did, and I'm just looking to see if I have those picks anywhere, or did I chuck them out already? Uh, did, I did quite well on, on, on some of them, I would say, and on other ones, I uh, left a bit, uh, uh, definitely was left uh, a bit wanting. Um, some of the results over the weekend were fascinating, by the way, because in, in terms of the relegation battle in the Premier League, it is definitely in full effect. I mean, Norwich, we know they're done. They're just so awful, okay? I mean, Norwich are not going to stay in the league. There's no doubt about that. They have won, what, two, four games all season? 18 losses on the season, which is just appalling, right? They have conceded 58 goals in 27 games. And their next match is against Chelsea Football Club. Norwich losing... Over the weekend to Brentford 3-1, as I predicted, Brentford would win, and they did indeed win. And I, I apologize. I, I can't f- seem to find my predictions as I'm, as I'm talking to you. I'm looking around, which is really, really bad radio, I know. Uh, so I will do my best not to disappoint you this way. In the Oh, there they are. There we go, right here. All right, I found them. So you'll excuse me. All right, let's get to it then. Let's look and see how I did on my patented Premier League pundits previews picks and prognostications uh from the weekend uh okay so let's start shall we uh with um southampton oh this is the old one that's february 25th never mind these are old guys you can't you can't do this to me i'm trying to tell everybody how i did all right well i'll remember how i did um leicester leads i think i had leicester winning that one villa southampton I had Villa beating Southampton. No, I had a draw on that one, so I was wrong. I had Chelsea over Burnley. That's the way it came out. I had Newcastle over Brighton. They did indeed come out over Brighton. Norwich, Brentford. I had Brentford over Norwich. Wolves, Palace. I had a draw. And um, these are the games, by the way, from the fifth. And I had Liverpool over West Ham, although I didn't predict the 1-0 scoreline. City over United. I had a draw, and actually City won that one. 
Uh, Watford, Arsenal, I had Arsenal, but I wasn't expecting a 3-2 scoreline even at Vicarage Road. And for the final match, I had Spurs over Everton, but I, if I told you I had a 5-0 scoreline, uh, I am lying. Everton are in real trouble. This is a team that is struggling mightily. A combination of bad signings, lack of chemistry, lack of identity. I would say they were too quick to blame the manager. Rafa Benitez is brought in. But, you know, you can't, you can't just turn around a team that has conceded 46 goals overnight. They're just awful. And they are in a relegation battle. Albeit they have a game in hand on Burnley, they have two games in hand on Watford and Norwich. They are just woeful. Now they have a huge match coming up against Wolves. And Wolves stinking it up of late, actually, on a three-match losing streak. But this relegation battle is fascinating. The teams currently in the relegation battle are, for me, Leeds, Everton, and Burnley. Although Nick Webster, I know, thinks that Brentford are going to somehow, by the end of the season, in the next 10 games, going to concede enough points to get down into the relegation zone. I don't think, I, I don't necessarily agree with him. The problem I have when I look at Burnley, for example, and they have two games in hand on Brentford, Brentford has 28 games played, is that Burnley are just not able to score any goals. They are the second lowest goal-scoring team in the league, second only to Norwich. That doesn't bode well, no matter how many games in hand they have. You know what, we'll take over the next few days, we'll take a look at the odds on the relegation situation in the Premier League, and uh, we'll, we'll figure out, you know, where's the best place maybe to put a little money on that, if that's what you're interested in doing. Uh, but certainly... Um, certainly uh, is is having um okay is is happening all right so uh those were kind of what happened over the week and then of course we had champions league and uh well what was up with liverpool and that um i just thought that they looked really really poor in their loss in the <coughs> excuse me in their loss midweek to inter milan they lost 1-0 Lautaro Martinez is really fabulous, by the way. He's a great Argentinian player. Uh, you know, he is definitely a star of the future. I'm not sure much sure much sure how much longer he will be at Inter Milan for, um, but um, he scored a beautiful goal. Liverpool still advancing, though, as they won the, the tie on aggregate. You know, even though they lost at Anfield, I wonder if that, you know, do, do, do home losses, when you're playing a home and a leg, home and away leg do they really count as losses even if you win the tie that's the question if so it's the first home defeat for liverpool in an awfully long time in like a year and you combine that with their kind of tepid performance against west ham over the weekend and i wonder i just wonder what where we're going with it right now next up they do play brighton uh, it's away and Brighton, you know, um, 
for as poor of a team as Brighton can be at times, they can also be decent at times, although they have lost four in a row. So we'll uh, uh, agree that it's not looking good for Brighton. But, you know, I wouldn't put a draw out of reach for them. Liverpool are just not playing with their usual finishing. And for a team that scored uh, 71 goals in the season, top-scoring team in the league so far, um, they need to be putting them away. Now, defensively, they're fabulous. There's only two teams that have better defensive records, and that's Manchester City and Chelsea, and that's only by two goals. I mean, Chelsea haven't scored anywhere near the amount of goals. There's 17 less goals than Liverpool. All right, have to go to break. When we come back, let's start talking about this piece that Simon Jordan wrote. Uh, I'd love to get your take on it. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. I'll be right back. All right, welcome back. World Soccer Radio presented by BetOnline.ag. Nick Eber with you here uh, this midweek. Uh, lots to get to, lots to talk about. We're going to get and talk about it all. But I have to ask you, is there something right now that is preventing you from achieving your goal? What is a fear interfering with your happiness? If something's just not quite right or if you think you need that extra hand up check out betterhelp.com slash world soccer betterhelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed therapist you can connect in a safe and private online environment it's really convenient you can start communicating in under 48 hours no you know three-month wait for an appointment look it's not a crisis line it's not self-help it is professional counseling done securely online you can send a message to your counselor anytime and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions with them. You can do all of this without having to have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is also available. They have counselors specializing in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem. Look, here's the, here's the offer. I want you to start living a happier life. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, BetterHelp.com at BetterHelp.com slash WorldSoccer. Join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's better, B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P dot com slash world soccer. Okay, um, we're going to talk about the Simon Jordan piece here in just a sec, because I think it begs and brings up some real issues that are worthy of discussion. In the meantime, I wanted to discuss a couple of other stories going on, uh, namely the fact that the Premier League has suspended its broadcast deal with Russia. That is important because last week the Chinese government suspended this last weekend's 
matches, the broadcast within China of these matches, because of the unilateral visual and vocal displays of support by both teams and supporters for Ukraine in its battle against Russia. What's interesting about this isn't so much the fact that you know Russia's been suspended or what have you or the broadcast rights. What's interesting is, you know, China was seen or is seen as an emerging financial powerhouse in the world of sports. The Premier League has booked large amounts of money in their deals with China. But I think what we're going to find is a reluctance now to expose oneself to that level of financial dependency to regimes that are not free, that are authoritarian, that are autocracies, that may make political decisions that become very, very unpopular with your prime constituency, which is the global fan base, as opposed to just a fan base in Russia or just a fan base in China, which is, quite frankly, much more important than Russia. So, in some ways, I think that this move by China is a big mistake and will backfire enormously. We'll have to wait and see. Another big story has been the resurgence, the resurgence of Newcastle United. Folks, uh, it wasn't long ago that we were looking at Newcastle United and shaking, shaking our collective heads. Their first game was not won until the 4th of December <coughs> when they beat Burnley at home. And it was not until... And, and and they were 19th. They were dead, second to dead bottom of the league. And I think they were actually tied on points at that point with uh, Norwich. In the middle of January. Since that time, they have gone unbeaten in six matches and they've won five of them. They are now have 28 points. They're well clear of the drop zone. And the Saudi ownership is now starting to look around for tactical and strategic signings that they can make both to improve the team for the now and also to build the team for the future uh they are interested in terms of the now in going off to antonio rudiger at chelsea when his contract expires at the end of the season he is 29 this is a player for the now and not a player for the future united supposedly are also after him so it'll be interesting because if I'm Rudiger, I'm wondering, do I go to United where there's all these issues about who the manager's going to be? And quite frankly, I mean, the discussion of United after the derby this this um, this last weekend was absolutely shocking, right? I mean, their form was appalling, was it not? Did you, did you watch the game? Uh, all I can tell you is that United were an absolute shadow of themselves. And if you're a United supporter, and I thank God that I am not every day, you would be really, really upset right now. So why would a guy like Rudiger go to kind of finish out his English career? He's probably got one more contract under his belt. Why would he go to United versus an up-and-comer like Newcastle, who you know are going to start to get stacked with some young talent? Speaking of young talent, 
Jurgen Klopp apparently looking to sign Jude Bellingham from uh, Borussia Dortmund. And again, Jude Bellingham, 18-year-old England international midfielder, supreme talent. Supreme talent would be just the profile of player that Liverpool like to get. Although they would have liked to have got him, I think, last year uh, when he was maybe worth a little bit less. But we'll see. That would be a huge addition. Um, looks like Cristiano Ronaldo's on his way out of United over the, uh, over the summer. There is apparently a no Champions League, no sticky aroundy clause uh, for him. And I think right now the way that United look, Champions League football, uh, is really uh, really questionable. If you look, for example, at Arsenal and how strong they have been since the uh, middle of December or early December, where they have lost only one game in uh, 10. And also currently are now fourth in the table. They have three games in hand on United. It's not looking good for United, folks. And Tottenham and, you know, Harry Kane is, is on fire. Who'd have thought they'd have beaten Everton five goals to nil? So I, I think the pressure's on United. I, I don't... It's really... I mean, this fourth spot in the Premier League is really contested. And I tell you, if, if Chelsea drop another game soon, they could potentially have that position up for grabs as well. Although they play Norwich next, so you can be very sure they're not going to drop points at Carroll Road. That fourth spot is the one in contention. And right now, I would say three games in hand on United, three games in hand on West Ham United, on Man United, three games on West Ham United, two games in, a game in hand on Tottenham, two games in hands on Wolves. Those are all the teams below them, and Arsenal have a point more than both United and West Ham. Um, Arsenal play Leicester City next. The bad news for Leicester City is that Jamie Vardy is injured again, and I think that is going to present real, real trouble for them. They are not in danger of the relegation zone for sure, but uh, in terms of playing Arsenal next, Arsenal are on a roll, and even though uh, they've won, uh, Leicester have won two games in a row away at Turf Moor and at home against Leeds, I just don't see them. I don't see them beating Arsenal, who are really on fire at this moment. So that fourth spot, could it be a Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal four? Kind of the old school without United being in that, in that group. And when we talk about old school, I'm kind of setting up for the next segment here, by the way. You know, Man City and Chelsea really weren't in that equation for an awfully long time. Man City really stopped, uh, only really became a modern thing in the game of Premier League football, and I say Premier League football, you know, you know why, right? Once they were taken over by City Football Group and the was it Qatari owners, not Qatari, excuse me, Abu Dhabi. Because before then, you know, City were just a sort of kind of struggler. They were always living in the shadow of their neighbors, Manchester United. But that investment came in, things changed. And I will say this, I think the investment that they made at City was exceptionally, exceptionally good.
Man City won the uh, first division. Last won the first division, Premier League division. Obviously, it wasn't Premier League back then. Uh, prior to the City Football Group takeover back in 1967. But all of a sudden, City uh, Group come in. They ingest money. City, they get Pep Guardiola. And they are champions 11, 12, 13, 14, 17, 18, 18, 19, 20, 21. They win the top flight five years. That's ridiculous, right? They've won it the last three out of four years. Oh, i got to go to break. I'm going to go to break. When we come back, let's talk. Simon Jordan and Chelsea. All right, welcome back to World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to watch the uh, Champions League match today between uh, Real Madrid and PSG at the Bernabeu. Um, uh, you know, it was a an incredible game of football, and Real Madrid eliminate PSG. PSG are done, they're finished, they're out of the Champions League. Another year of disappointment for them. And you will see this team get sold. Trust me. And this is all moving to the discussion I wanted to have that I told you we were going to have. This segment about Simon Jordan talking about Chelsea. Because Chelsea, PSG, Manchester City, all kind of in that same vein in a degree Newcastle United maybe as well. What is that discussion point? The discussion point is that these are all teams that were taken over by a very large, by an individual or a group that is willing to put an unlimited amount of money into that team. Chelsea Football Club and Roman Abramovich some 20 years ago started it. And, you know, if you forget, lest we forget, Roman Abramovich bought Chelsea from Ken Bates for 140 million pounds at the point that Chelsea was essentially looking at bankruptcy. I mean, Bates purchased Chelsea for one pound back in 1982. So, look, Abramovich came in and he poured enormous amounts of money into Chelsea. Some billions of dollars, right? Of which Chelsea owes him $2 billion. So, since 2003... Chelsea have developed the academy. They develop Stamford Bridge as best they can. I say as best they can because if you've been to Stamford Bridge, you know it's it's right in the middle. It's right. In, I mean, it's right in the middle of a very very tight area. He's taken the Chelsea brand. He's making it an international brand. They built the Cobham, the training ground in Cobham. Uh, Eighteen trophies under his tutelage and ownership. 
two Champions League, two Europa Leagues, two Super Cups, Premier League five times, five FA Cups. So look, I mean, the list goes on. So yeah, Roman Bromovich is a Russian oligarch. Now he you know, he may well be uh, you know have the the right ear or an ear of the great Satan himself, Vladimir Putin. Very possible. And he has decided because he is trying to head off any potential sanctions that he'll sell the club because he doesn't want it taken from him if he's sanctioned. Now he has not been sanctioned as of yet. Just to be absolutely clear, Roman Abramovich is not on the sanction list, which is why I'm shocked to read Simon Jordan, who is a full uh, former Crystal Palace manager, professional player, obviously. Probably Palace owner. Uh, did I say manager? Uh, I meant owner, excuse me. Saying that Roman Abramovich is one of the worst things to happen to English football. And, you know, I, I absolutely disagree. I think the worst thing to happen to football is what happened in, in, with PSG, with the Qataris coming in, buying a club. You know, we all know why they bought the club, right? It's to raise their profile for the World Cup. We're going to talk about it in a minute. But Roman Abramovich has been there 20 years, has invested billions of pounds in the club, has built the club from a nothing club. Not that Chelsea are a nothing club, uh, so uh, no disrespect to Chelsea fans. Uh, but, you know, he, he has built them into a global powerhouse, which, quite frankly, they never were. And so what's Simon Jordan, the former owner of Crystal Palace, whining about? The impact Abramovich has had on English football. In other words, high, what he's claiming is hyperinflation. He says, oh, yeah, they broke up the duopoly of Man United and Arsenal. Well, yeah, they did, absolutely. And, and that's a good thing, because now what you have is all this money coming into the game. And, yeah, the game is now requiring a deeper-pocketed owners to make it work properly. So maybe Simon Jordan wouldn't be buying a club again, because maybe he just can't afford one, and that shouldn't make him resentful. He claims that the league was on the trajectory regardless. I don't believe him. The Premier League has gone from one of Europe's great leagues to Europe's great league. And that's because of the investment of people like Roman Abramovich and others. The only issue I have is that, you know, once you let the fox in the hen house, Abramovich was the fox that got in. Uh, you know, the... Uh, uh, the the guys that own uh, a man, uh, City, City Financial Group... Um, has uh, got in. Um, you know, once you've let the uh, the uh, massively wealthy guys in, they wanted to slam the door behind them so that no one else could come in with financial fair play. Now, that, you know, that I definitely disagree with, okay? If one person, one club can do it, two clubs can do it, well then, you know, 
why not three clubs or four clubs or five clubs? And we're seeing that now. I mean, it doesn't take the ownership of Abu Dhabi. It doesn't shouldn't take the ownership of a Russian oligarch. I don't think Roman Abramovich has been bad for British football, English football. I think Roman Abramovich has provided the impetus and the competition by which the league has elevated itself to the world's Premier League. And that is not a bad thing. Now, it may be time for Abramovich to get out for whatever reasons. But to try to say that the league would be where it is today based on its own trajectory without Abramovich's input and Abramovich starting the, you know, the rush to of well-heeled owners to take over clubs, I'm sorry, I don't buy it. You know what? You're gonna, you would add more Ken Bates in there along the way, right? So I don't buy that. And look at PSG. No matter how much money the Qataris pour into PSG, no matter how many Neymars, no matter how many Mbappes, no matter how many Messis they bring in, <coughs> they still can't win the Champions League. I mean, that is a league, the French League, that really seems to have no restrictions on how much money they can plow in there. So I don't buy Simon Jordan's complaints. They sound a little like sour grapes to me. And I hear this over and over again. I mean, you also you you also hear it amongst if you remember. Oh, Chelsea, Chelsea are buying the league, right? Well. Isn't that ultimately what happens? It doesn't take a phone, mobile phone magnet to tell you that he can't keep up with the Roman Abramoviches of the world. I mean, what's interesting about Simon Jordan is, as I mentioned, is he was a footballer. I mean, he didn't go professional, but he was a, he was a young kid. He was in the, uh, both the Chelsea and the Crystal Palace systems. But I don't buy it. It's sour grapes. And essentially, take a look, as I said, at PSG. And we're going to see this with Newcastle, by the way. I mean, Newcastle are coming in. Their owners are coming in. The Saudi Investment Fund. They are the most well-heeled, richest football team on the planet. Um, they are not going to be able to, to just buy their way to the top. Because you have other other teams in there that are going to have something to say. Manchester City, Liverpool, Manchester United agree. Because much as United supporters want to bitch and whine about the Glazers, the Glazers have made ginormous investments in players. Just they haven't done it that wisely, but they have, they made huge investments in players. So that's sour grapes. The Premier League is where the Premier League is. Roman Abramovich's legacy... I think will be a positive one. I think Roman Bromovich, I'm going to take the opposite tack to Simon Jordan. I think Roman Abramovich is very much responsible for a lot of the success that the Premier League has had in surpassing the other leading leagues of Europe. Because 
he has driven those teams around him to elevate themselves, to sign better players, and to really make an impact in the league. And, and that, my friends, that is Roman Abramovich. And as for PSG, I've been telling you on this show, month after month, this is it for them. The Qatari owners are going to divest themselves of PSG as soon as the World Cup is over. By next summer, PSG will have been sold or will be up for sale. That experiment is over. You cannot build a, 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 a global powerhouse in a league that is not competitive. Hello, Major League Soccer. That should be a lesson for you to look and to understand. All right, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. Look, I'd love to hear from you. I mean, what do you think about this? Send me a tweet, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. By the way, not a dig on Simon Jordan as a person. He's actually a very impressive guy. Self-made guy, right? But I don't agree with him. Do you? What is Roman Abramovich's legacy to you? Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Folks, watch the space in Paris. This is a massive, massive letdown for PSG. This loss in the Champions League. And by the way, how epic was Vinicius Jr.? How epic was Luka Modric? I don't think Real Madrid are going to win the Champions League, by the way. But this is what I predicted. I thought PSG were going to go out. They are out. Uh, and I think the reverberations and the shock will be felt around Paris for some time to come. All right, World Soccer Radio, Nick Gieber with you here. I'm going to step aside, take a break, and be right back to wrap it up here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM, as well as iHeartRadio. Tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app and get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just search World Soccer Radio or head over to the Believe Network, B-L-E-A-V. We're presented by betonline.ag. Be right back. All right, folks, not a lot of time left. World Soccer Radio, just a couple of minutes left. I wanted to give you my pick, picks for tomorrow's Premier League matches. Wolves and Watford at the Molyneux. I'm going to go with Wolves minus 115. Again, all odds, courtesy, again, I didn't tell you this before. All odds here, courtesy of our good friends at betonline.ag. Uh, Southampton, Newcastle. I'm going to take a draw on this one at plus 270. Norwich, Chelsea at Carrow Road. I have to take Chelsea. Minus 350. And Aston Villa leads. That's a tough one, isn't it? Aston Villa leads. Mm. What do you guys think? Aston Villa, two wins in a row. Beating Brighton. Beating Southampton. Leeds United. Mm. Okay, I'm going to take Villa. I'm going to take Villa at plus 165. By the way, Villa plus 165, Leeds are plus 165. So there you have it. Uh, 
<laughs> identical. No one's quite sure who's going to win this one. Uh, but I am definitely going to take uh, Leeds United. So in a quick recap, I'm going to take um, Wolves over Watford. I'm going to take Newcastle, Southampton a draw. I'm going to take Chelsea away at Carroll Road over Norwich. And I'm going to take uh, Aston Villa, Steven Gerrard over Leeds. There are my picks. Be fun. Let's get on the air after these games tomorrow and have a chat about them. See how we did with our picks. But uh, kind of interesting. Uh, you know, it's fun as we get down to it, and some of these makeup games get made up, and we start to even out. Particularly as we really only have about ten games left in the Premier League season. Well, listen, it is always a lot of fun doing this show. I couldn't do it without all of the fine folks at the Sports Byline Broadcast Network or Sirius XM or the Believe Podcast, the Believe Network. So please check them out. And also our title sponsor, betonline.ag. This show doesn't happen without them. So really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed it. Let's chat tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. Uh, check out the podcast right after the show. Wherever you get your podcast, just search World Soccer Radio. Till then, cheers. Have a, a great evening. Enjoy the football tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.